Bible Talk is Jericho is the pot of thunder and rock and roll and home of the Duff McKagan joke of the week. Hey, Chris Jericho, it's Duff McKagan calling you. Uh, got my wife Sue here, right? Right here. Hey, Jericho. Hey, Jericho. She says. Uh, hope everybody's safe in town out there. Uh, you know, speaking of my wife, uh, uh, she didn't know I uh, replaced the bed with a trampoline. She hit the roof. The roof. Thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, Duff McKagan with an assist with his lovely wife, uh, Sue. That was good. I like that. Appreciate Duff for making us laugh every single Friday. I think he's a little antsy staying home during this pandemic. Uh, and if you're going a little stir crazy, then come hang out with me tomorrow night on the Saturday night special, 9 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live or my YouTube channel. Just search Chris Jericho and you'll find it. I'm going to be talking about the stadium stampede match from Double or Nothing, shooting on the stadium stampede, answering your questions. And you know we're going to have a sing-along as well. So grab your drink and uh, get your question ready and your song request and join me for the Saturday night special hangout session tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live and on my official YouTube channel. All right. I got a special guest today. She was queen of the shopping mall concerts in the 80s, had a bunch of pop hits, and is still killing it on the music scene talking about tiffany i think we're alone now and i saw him stand in there i love it ah yeah so tiffany's got a new album that just came out last week it's an all acoustic ep called unplugged uh, she's also got a new cooking show called uh let's food with tiffany it's a cooking club as well she cooks shares recipes tells stories it's a live show that lets her interact with her fans as well she's doing that at tiffanytunes.com and of course we're going to talk about the shopping mall concerts that she did Back in the 80s, jam-packed. It was all the rage back then, how it happened, why she eventually had to stop. Uh, we're getting our 80s pop culture on with Tiffany coming up. But first, I want to tell you it's back on Talk is Jericho. Diamond Dallas Page, great to have him back. And, of course, the amazing DDPY. We're all pretty much staying home. It's the perfect time to get started on DDPY. Dallas and DDP Yoga have been changing lives for years and have helped so many people live their best life ever. I am one of them. Uh, kicking ass at 49 years old. Just had a great match uh, with Colt Cabana that you'll see next week on Dynamite, uh, thanks to DDPY. And you know what DDPY has done for me and my career. I know you've heard uh, testimonials from so many others as well. So go ahead and add your name to that list. DDPY is an awesome program that's going to help both your physical and mental health, especially now when everyone's living the stress of the pandemic. It's not easy, and DDPY can help you with some of that. doesn't matter your age or your skill level either. The program works for everyone, and Dallas is so sure of that that he's letting you try it for free for seven days. Just download the DDPY Now app and try it for yourself. You get access to everything for free for seven days. It's hundreds of workouts, uh, live workouts from the DDPY Performance Center in Smyrna, Georgia. DDP's personal motivation as well. Uh, you can connect a Bluetooth heart monitor to keep track of your workout data. You can stream the app to your TV so you can do the workouts on your big screen. I got the app on my phone. I just open it up, choose the workout, and get going. So, Take advantage of the seven-day free trial of the DDPY Now app. Get started at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Let Dallas and DDPY change your life. Start today at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Hey, how you doing? It's Chris. Hey, Chris. How you doing? I am doing awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm going to be cooking as well. It's the same process. They got me dual doing things, so I apologize. <laughs> You're actually cooking while we while we talk? We are gonna. I'm gonna be cooking while we're talking. Yes, sir. Because I have a deadline for tomorrow. I guess I have lots of things that are up and coming from my cooking show, which I'm so excited about. Um. <laughs> we are. Well, I like that. I like that as the beginning of the show. Let's just keep rolling. So, what are you? What are you cooking right now uh, as we speak? Well, I am going to make. Um, originally, I was going to make my Lebanese chicken, cinnamon chicken, because uh, I cook from like more of an earthy aspect. Little bit of spice. Um, my, you know, I'm a Lebanese uh, background, German as well. So, and grew up in like more of a Mexican neighborhood, East LA. So, all of that said, I came up with some good grit and some good spice, and and I love Indian food, and I love all different, you know, Thai and everything like that. So, as I've traveled the world, lucky, uh, being you know, fifteen, sixteen getting into the music industry, my dreams came true. So I've had a lot of different influences and that of course led musically to, of course, cooking. So that's kind of my style of cooking. 
Um, and I was going to do my Lebanese chicken, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm known for it. It actually got published. So I was really excited. It's in a cookbook and it will be in mine. And it's like my signature dish. And it's the one thing my fans and I kind of bond over now, which is fun. They're like, I cooked your chicken. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, so um, we have a whole new thing together. But so I was going to make that. But now on the fly, I'm going to make um, Mexican fideo, which is a like a Mexican noodle soup. Um, you take fideo noodles, which are like these crushed little tiny, tiny noodles. Um, and you can find them at any grocery store, really. They're very, they're very inexpensive. We're going very inexpensive and quick, which, I mean, I guess for pandemic and everything, it makes sense because uh, not everybody can get to the grocery store, including me. That's mm-hmm. why I was like, well, hold on. I made my recipes up and what do you mean I have to go back? <laughs> you know, because it's like, I mean, it is. It's a whole different, it's a game changer now going to the grocery store. You think a lot more about, you know, what's around you, how long you're in the store. It's just, uh, there's so much going on. So with that said, you know, Easy is probably better. So we're going to do fideo, which is uh, a tomato-based soup. And you put onion in it, um, fresh garlic, dice up some garlic. Um, it's really to your liking and taste. It should taste kind of garlicky. Um, I We put like, a, like a, a chicken bouillon in there. And you can do that spicy if you want. I put like a jalapeno in mine or I buy the bouillon that's got like the spice to it. But, um, you know, there's a there's a special little hood brand that we use. It's Core. It's called <laughs> Core. And it's K-N-O-R-R. And it's like tomate, caldo de, de camate, you know, tomate. So, I mean, it's like, it's it's really the old Norwalk version because I'm from Norwalk, California. So I am going back. I'm throwing back to some hood food. <laughs> I, I just I just Googled it, the, the Sopa de Fideo. And I noticed yes. too when you when you spoke, you had the, the perfect accent. So I'm assuming from growing up in East LA, you speak Spanish as well. Well, I I fumble through Spanish. No, I speak I speak good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand more than I can speak. Um, but you know, yeah, I mean, I can go into that little dialect and everything. And it's funny because when I do order Mexican food or something, I go into my little spew, and everybody goes, "Oh my gosh, the white girl is like, what happened to her?" <laughs> so. But I mean, you know, I loved I loved growing up and having such you know influence of the Latin community and um, and their spiciness and you know from their flair of passion to to music to mm-hmm. culture to food all of it so and it went so well with my family because like German and Arabic come on a little bit of little bit of drama there <laughs> <laughs> quite the combination for sure. Just a little bit of like, what? You know, so it made my family look really cool. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, again, I love, I love that, you know, I love my son's Mexican and I love Mexican food. My mom is my mother's favorite. So I'm just taking some of her tricks actually that she learned from our, our, uh, Maria, our, our Avon lady actually in Norwalk, California. Go on, Maria. (laughs) So my mom actually took a job with her. She also had a, a second job that she also uh, was a cook in a Mexican restaurant and a server. So she got my mom a job there, being a single mom at the time. And my mom loved Mexican food and came home and, you know, made all these good yummies for me. And that was, I bet, probably what started some of my love of cooking. Just, you know, the kitchen. The, the kitchen is really a place for the family, isn't it? Or the or a place where people gather, you know? Especially for, for Mexican families and Italian families, you know, it seems like, I was just going to say that the kitchen is kind of a place of, social activity for for big families of that ilk well yeah i mean for my family it was always the place that everybody we i mean even my grandma's house we played domino they played dominoes they smoked in there you know you clean the kitchen everybody sits and they put the card table up or whatever it's just for some reason it was the kitchen same place with discipline go again in the kitchen we'll all sit down <laughs> you know <laughs> so i mean it just that was all and it's in my house and in where i go and as I travel with the band and other places, the kitchen is really where we spend most of our time. Um, Cause I'm a foodie. Like I said, I always cook for the band and everything. That's kind of how the cooking club came to be. And hopefully, you know, soon to be the cooking show and everything like that. And all the other cooking experiences we have for fans and for, for me mm-hmm. um, that I want to accomplish. So, but it was really just me loving to cook and I had to have that nurture, that home kind of feeling. Cause on the road, you know, you can, kind of get burnt out. I mean, I'm loving what I do and I'm grateful to be doing it, but there's something to be said about a home cooked meal and just like that home kind of vibe every once, once in a while kind of makes, makes you grounded. 
the thing you said too that's really valid at this point in time is during this pandemic i was saying the other day if this if this happened 10 years ago or, or even five years ago imagine how much how much worse it would be but now with the advent of Streamyard and skype and zoom you can actually go right into your fans living rooms more than ever and this is kind of what you're going to do with your cooking your cooking club or your cooking show is actually cook with the people that that uh, want to be a part of this yeah no i'm so excited i mean we're you know, we do a live streaming together, which is very private. So it's not for everyone. Obviously, that's part of being the member, you know, but mm-hmm. and also you get home videos from me cooking in my kitchen. Like the other day, I forgot I was making all these recipes trying to get ahead because what maybe some people don't know is I'm actually been on a business trip coming to finish my album in L.A. Mm-hmm. So my producer and I were here in L.A. and we're working and then all of this happened and it was like, oh, OK, change of plans. So we've just hunkered down, continued to write music, continue to work on our lives and, you know, and then release new music and stuff like that. And then the cooking thing started to happen because it was supposed to be in tour support. Um, but it's like, ah, you know, so now this is kind of I'm here and and I might as well. And I've got this great kitchen. Might as well. But I've been in an Airbnb and not home. So it's been really kind of not the norm to like hunker down when you don't have none of your, your normal stuff. You know, plus we're, I'm moving. I was already moving to other places and I've been on the road for three years. So I was in transition to go to some other places to start working on the cooking and work with chefs for a couple months before I could get on the road and during this downtime. So that's kind of what was planned. None of that has happened. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in an Airbnb cooking for (laughs) Deo. So, but I mean, I'm totally grateful and I'm loving it. You know, I mean, it's like, it's, you know, you just roll with it. I mean, that's kind of, I think going to be the next year of our life and, gonna have to just get on with it i guess and that's something you know i was gonna get to and you talk about just rolling with it and also kind of all this diversity that you have now let's 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 be honest especially for you know i've been in show business for 30 years you've been in it for over 30 years and to have a career for that long you have to diversify and you have to do a lot of different things and also the fact that you started as a teenager and even before that it's very very impressive and it goes against kind of the typical you know, Hollywood story of, 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 of child singers and child actors and people that start very young. Um, for you, you've never stopped working basically since 1987, 1988. And that's very, that's very impressive. Well, thank you. No, I mean, I've kept, you know, I've kept going behind the scenes. I mean, there's, didn't always know what I was doing, but I kept going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, that's kind of where we're at right now. We don't know what we're doing, but you keep going. I think that's, you know, one step at a time and, if you make a mistake, you correct it. And, you know, and I think the whole point is that you're lucky enough to correct those mistakes. You're still here. So, you know, I never try to really look back or try to like, I just, I'm very grateful from my first start and, and I moved from that. And it's been a long time coming to be able to really maybe feel like I'm living my fullest life. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, again, the music I'm doing now, which is more rock edged and showing other things that I love my culinary skills. And, you know, I always, if I was going to do anything other than music, it would have probably been, um, believe it or not, some kind of like herbal, uh, you know, physician or something like that. I'm really into Chinese medicine, but through that, I started to also, And with my grandmothers, you know, being in the kitchen with them and just good memories, I started to find out about herbs and spices and things which led to cooking. So, you know, and I also try to make cooking be, you know, health. I'm not I'm not I'm not a fanatic. There's got to be good taste. It's got to make sense. Got to be time consuming, you know, Mm -hmm. time consuming and 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 not, you know, because we're all busy. And so I've been the mom, the stay at home mom. I've been the over you know, tax entertainer. I've been the, I'm staying home and nobody cares. Right. <laughs> Ever I want. Nobody's looking. And I've been on cover of Playboy. You know, I mean, I've done it all. And all of it is all about, you know, living your life and being happy and doing the things that you want to do, having good people around you and, and food really that nourishes the body to some degree. So, you know, I really started getting into it more and more as I started to make the, the road my life. I think that's the only thing that's kept me going is cooking well and learning to balance myself. And now I'm into holistic stuff more and meditation. I'm becoming like this little 
hippie chick now. (laughs) I've always been that person, to be honest with you. I'm just nurturing it more because, you know, I learned last year on the road. I mean, there's only so much you can give, you know, you go, go. And I love, I love to get up and go, yeah, you know. Um, But after a while, I was like, oh man, I'm kind of (laughs) tired. Right, right. Well, I mean, you mentioned being on the road basically the majority of your life. Let's talk about, you know, it's interesting to, to think about how you started and just how huge you were right out of the gate, being kind of almost a pioneer in this uh, playing gigs like in shopping malls. And it's, it's, it's interesting because I just I watched a couple of, of your videos, which I haven't seen in years, but you could go right back to that time frame just to where people were going crazy for these these gigs that you played and kind of how did that all start with the actual shopping mall tour uh and and just how big was it because i remember everybody was talking about it oh gosh i mean you know it all started because they didn't know what to do with me i mean i was already out doing clubs at 15 and you know the songs were doing well but i couldn't even stay in the club Hmm. so you know the labels were going to kind of sack me really they just didn't see potential there they didn't know how to overcome that um, and it was really malls. It was like, well, why didn't we put her in shopping malls? They do fashion shows and they do hair shows and they do dog shows and they do all, right. all kinds of shows. Why don't we have a little girl up there singing? So, um, <laughs> and you know, that's pretty much what we did and it worked. Uh, it made, you know, cause it was free and it was right there and that's where all my age group hung out. Um, so at that, you know, it just worked. It was like a sad day when it, you know, the mall tour was so successful and, and so it was the music that, you know, we had to move into venues. I, I was actually happy, but very sad because there was just really something um, intimate about the malls. Intimate to, uh, in what way? How do you mean? Well, I mean, you know, in the beginning it was great because I could like eat and then, you know, have a pe- slice of pizza and then go entertain two or three songs. And then I had all these girls around or guys and I had friends, you know, and it was like, oh, cool. I mean, from a girl from Norwalk, California, you right. know, to be on a plane to Salt Lake City was a big deal. Be there for the week and meet all these really new cool kids and stuff like that. Have pizza and then get up and sing my stuff. And like, and, you know, then it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, oh, this is cool. So then it was like, I, you know, I'd sing for a half an hour. Then I'd sign autographs for an hour, you know. And then it got to a point where it was like, well, you know, I would sing. And like you had barricades and people hanging off the, the ceilings and people were getting crushed and it was just like, Oh wow, that's not good. Right. Like, Oh, stop. You're going to hurt the blonde girl. Stop this. Cause I get really <laughs> concerned, you know? Um, and then, then it became really hard. Like you'd have to turn people away for autographs cause the mall wanted to close. So, you know, it was like, well, now it's time to step into a bigger venue. And, and that was, that's amazingly successful, but you don't have the same hands-on, you know, experience, you know, mm-hmm. and there's something to be said about that whole experience together that we watched it grow and, you know, and all the fans that were there that made it happen, you know, I mean, we've continued to live it together still, um, which I'm grateful for, but again, it's different. It's from a different platform and, and that intimacy. I mean, that's why I like the acoustics that I'm doing now. Um, we were doing that obviously the shadows tour was about to take off and we've been doing some acoustic prior to that, but now we're going back to acoustic cause it makes the most sense moving forward. And once we're all ready to get out there and kind of test the waters again, and it's safe, then I think smaller shows are going to really be what is ruling to, for the most part. Um, and so, you know, we've stripped it down acoustically. It was my producer, Mark, who actually went, Hey, we recorded some acoustic stuff from Pieces of Me, and we never used it. What? And I was like, oh, we did. Mm. I was like, well, now's the perfect time to release that. I think it's just amazingly, you know, well-produced and recorded, the music. It is in celebration of Pieces of Me album, which we had so much success with, you know, touring. That's kind of like meant, led the nap, next platform for the Shadows tours. So I'm forever grateful. But, you know, with that said, just to kind of throw back a little bit and and it's so unplugged and I haven't done a lot of stuff like that. You don't have a lot of recordings of me like that. So this is really a gem for the fan and for people who may not know what I'm doing now um, and what I'm writing now, especially, you know, the song starting over the new single. So it really kind of highlights where we're at right now. Well, the thing is cool about it, too, is, is when you like we said, when you started so young, people grow up with you and that's how you make fans for life. You know, there's people that probably went to those malls that are going to buy the unplugged record and check it out because they remember, 
you, you guys kind of started out together in, in, in this journey. I think that's, that's a cool oh, yeah. thing about having such a long career. I'm I'm so proud, and I'm, I'm of course I love my fans. From you know, I look at them like you know my friends, my family. Like mm-hmm. we're again, it sounds silly, but you know we did. We had a bonding early on. We've all grown up together, and here we are. So, but I also find you know it very um, heartwarming, and I take great pride with them now being able to share my new music mm-hmm. with full confidence to their their daughters, their sons, their husbands, you know, their wives, their friends at work. It's not just a Tiffany thing from the 80s. It's now become valid music. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, I've been a fan for a long time, but you need to listen to her new stuff. Like, if you haven't, you forget about Tiffany. Like, I can't, I'm not here to convert you about the 80s. I'm here to show you her new stuff. And that's been the most precious, again, gem for me, is that, you know, the fans feeling that they're they're making new fans for me and that, you know, my music is consistent and on par and validated and and current. Um, and they're, they're kind of holding their heads up high going, oh, shit, you should listen to the new Symphony stuff. Right, right, <laughs> so right, right, I love, right. I love that. That really, that makes me the most proud and really kind of fuels my fire right now. Well, and the thing is, too, I mean, you're, you, you have a great voice. You're a great singer, especially for, for the rock and stuff, you know, I think. That's something where you're unplugged. You can really show that off. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I mean, yeah, I went, you know, years to prove that I can sing, to prove that I can write, to prove that I'm still here. To, <laughs> but I mean, you know, no, rock is definitely something that I could carry. And I, I wanted to carry it, you know, at 18 mm-hmm. when I was, you know, changing back then. And everybody was like, well, you know, it's kind of hard. And, you know, it was, it was just so such a different time when you wanted to turn the corner to be a valid artist from a teen artist. And I think that, you know, really what's made it easy, which is, I don't even know how I feel about it, to be honest with you, because I'm not sure that, you know, there was another way to get over it. And I'm not sure that I really am an advocate of it, but, you know, slamming them with sex and sexy videos and just going, that's not me anymore. It was seemed to be the only thing to do the trick good music you really didn't get a chance to put out good music for some reason and we do it to other artists as well like actors oh well you're the kid in home alone forget it well he didn't lose his talent what happened right sure i mean that's that's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard of and in fact i personally think it's not good for children i think there's some kind of law or something that should be passed because i don't really feel that you should be able to do that to young actors or musicians unless they're a nightmare Mm-hmm. And they forfeited. I mean, you didn't show up to your stuff. You know, your voice did change. Well, look, you're not owning your craft. You know, you're unemployable. Like, that's different, you know, and it's like you're a nightmare. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, I think that just to say, well, you were Tiffany or you were Debbie Gibson or you were, you know, this child actor or Linda Blair, anything. And we associate that. So now we're not going to give you, I don't agree with any of this. I think that's the big, and I don't feel that the public, sees that i think the industry does that as a cheap cop-out sometimes because they don't want to work hard to figure out how to overcome some of that you know it's just imagination that's how we got here it's not that hard you know i feel that the fan really still has it and as long as you're good and still doing your craft like the doors will open but you know for a long time we didn't have that support so i learned you know eventually i had to make that own support for myself really because i mean that was the same crap that i got well, you're Tiffany. And I was like, well, I'm Tiffany that sold 16 million records. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing. There's there's so many things you can talk about here when you say. I mean, it just didn't make any sense. And then I, you know, I got into meetings with people, you know, before I, before I really got over it and I, I, in my head, got healthy and stopped prescribing to the crazy to some degree you know, I would go to meetings and they were like, well, we could change your name and we could change your hair color or you could join a band. And I was like, well, I could do all of those things. Yes. And probably be very successful. But what does that say to my fans that bought the original Tiffany record? They did something wrong. Mm-hmm. What does that say to them? Do you think that? And then when I sit down with interviews, what depth do I have? So they want to talk to me because I'm some girl band with no experience. Or they want to talk to me because I'm Tiffany, but then I'm not going to reference Tiffany. This sounds crazy. I have other things to do. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) 
I will get into my Porsche and go to Newport Beach. Thank you. Call <laughs> me when it makes sense. I'm still that person because it just, it seemed like a big, you know, no offense, but F you to my fans and to me, it seemed ridiculous. And if I really just wanted to do that, you know, I, I would have clamored onto that, but I stayed true to the original fan and to myself that we didn't do anything wrong in the eighties now are proving to be pretty badass to be a part of. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and, you know, there was a really some good stuff there that we continue to throw back to and, and, and reach into because it fulfills us still in some way, which is not a bad thing. So I've learned to really embrace that connection and moving on now celebrating it in my new music, which is very much rock, rock retro, which is kind of like current you know, to some of my favorite bands now, like Foo Fighters, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, Rival Sons and, you know, bands like that. So it's very current sounding, but also has the retro flair and the fun about it, which we stayed in more in the punk style with that, um, you know. So so you're going to get your Ramones and your Go-Go's and your Blondie and your easy to digest songs that are just fun, you know, because that's what that was back then. Was there a time, I had Vanilla Ice on the show, and he was telling me that there was a time when he kind of really shied away from the, you know, the Ice Ice Baby in the early 90s Ice, and then now he's embraced it and realized, like, that's so amazing that I was able to get this connection with people. Why would I ever want to, you know, deny that and turn away from that? Was there a time when you went through that kind of rebellion of not wanting to be, you know, the mall, the mall girl, Tiffany? Well, today, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, no, seriously, actually, probably more currently today than anything. Um, not today, but in my current temperature working new music. Um, only, I say that only because, you know, I'm not shying away from being Tiffany. And no, I've never been like, oh, you know, I have to get up and sing this song. Never. Mm -hmm. And I just re-recorded -re it last year, 2019. It's got over a million views with a new video. Of course, I'm representing. I think we're alone now. It's my start. I love my children behaviors. We're having fun with it. You know, um, you know, people are making new remakes. Billy Joe's making a new remake out of it from Green Day. I mean, like, why? I love the song and I really do love it. it has its own life. But, yeah, I think that, you know, again, with every opportunity, it's like, well, I, of course, want to talk about new things. And I want to talk about the new, I think, Rolo now. And I want to talk about things. So it's still cutting that that making that way, because, you know, a lot of times I can still go in and people go. I mean, you know the industry. They always sure. go, we want to talk to you. And then the, the, somehow they always just, we only want to talk to you about that. Remember when we're, and they're like, well, there's some depth there. And that's why I'm willing to talk about the past because then you get a chance to understand who I am. Mm -hmm. So it's my career and my life. I'm not shying away from anything. Why wouldn't I? But it should always be in celebration of who I am now. Um, and so that's the only time I ever have a problem is like, you know, when people go, well, we'd love to have you on TV for this major spot, you know, and this major opportunity, but we only want you to sing. I think we're alone now. You're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> can, I just, can I just do like a medley or something or talk, you know, any, cause you know, of course, as any artist, you want to talk about new stuff. And, and I think that changes though, the more that you stay out on the road and you do the work, um, you know, Dave Grohl is a big huge influence on me as far as his work ethic and many other people and they didn't get like that by just feeling bad about themselves or staying shy or they went out loud and proud and just did it you know and humbled mm -hmm. themselves to any opportunities because you believe the music is good I know my music is good so you know I just have to have those opportunities and the more that we draw people's attention to the music I'm grateful. So thank you, first of all, but you know, for the opportunity. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm a little more conservative now in the whole repping of the past to some degree, but it's only because the good, the future and the present has so much good stuff right. <laughs> and I've been doing a lot of stuff and I want people to be engaged now because, you know, of course that's your, that's your draw is who I was. And, and I, and again, I love that. I'm grateful. But there's so much cool that's happening here now with Tiffany um, and new things and what I'm learning just as a person, you know, and, and bonding with a lot of my original fans from the New Kids mixtape tour and everything like that. I think it's like we just push go on our life again together. So I want them to be part of like, you know, the, the membership club for the cooking, the videos, me as a businesswoman, 
I'm starting to do my own clothing line again. There's a lot on the, I mean, it couldn't be worse. I literally left New Jersey from all my agents, all team TIFF getting, you know, cause some of my band is, is in the UK, some are here in the U S and, and we were just, we, you know, we were waiting. This is what we've been planning for the tour, the tour, the tour. So mm-hmm. we've been really in that mode and promotion for the album. And we, I just left a meeting, like hugging it out, like, yeah, victory. And then four <laughs> days later, bottom falls out pandemic, you know? And it's just <laughs> like, right. I couldn't even, I felt like somebody kicked me in the stomach, you know, I really did. And it was, I was at a photo shoot for my album cover and the photographer, you know, I don't blame her, but she freaked out. It was like we were in Nashville and she was like, I don't know, maybe I should go home to Florida. I don't know what to do. Can we fly? What's going on? And she just like kind of freaked out. And that, you know, I didn't know. What to, I go into like numb mode to some degree. I'm like a leader. So and I also was raised in the hood. So when shit goes <laughs> down, I'm like, pick it up. Let's go. Move, soldier. Like I'm weird, you know, so I, I'm not normal at the time. And my dad was also my stepfather was military. So you don't whine about it. You just get through it. You go, you know, even through the chaos. But that doesn't mean like after you don't feel it, you know, and you feel it sometimes even more later on. You're like, what did I just do? What just happened? But so that was me. I got on a plane and came to L.A. to try to save the the photo shoot, to try to work with another photographer, to keep on schedule, you know. I mean, I didn't even think about it. Like pandemic, I'm flying through the air. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is coming from, come from a girl who doesn't get on planes. I'm like, hold on. I didn't even go home to get my suitcase. None of it. And then I came to L.A. expecting like quarantineville and like fever checking. No, I just walked on through. It was just me and my suitcase and all this floppy. And I was getting an Uber and I was like, what is happening here? This is weird. <laughs> then like people weren't really coming to the session and it got harder to take the pictures because everybody was afraid. And so we just I did it like all on my own. And my producer, of course, Mark and stuff like we've been moving forward you know, recording still and doing stuff to people, self-quarantine, like all, okay, you know, and stuff like that. But it's been, it's been quite a thing. And then we were in Desert Hot Springs and, you know, a small little boutique hotel as we started to get further, further from the bigger areas, because it got a little weird and we could still find little studios that made sense and be safe and all this kind of stuff. And then somebody totally ripped us off. Oh my gosh. Broken into and all of my luggage, all all of this stuff. See, because again, I came from the photo shoot, so I packed all my good stuff. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have a pair of socks, a pair of sweats, a pair of even undies. Okay, but I had fur and feathers for days. (laughs) And leather, I had straps, I had buckles, you name it. It was we were it was a big change in Tiffany, okay? And I brought all of that to L.A. And then whoever ripped me off, this is all they've gotten. <laughs> they've just gotten this fabulous suitcase of probably eight grand's worth of shit. Oh, my gosh. They just broke in the studio? And the thing is, is that it's like some of those pieces I had just inherited from Cindy Lauper through my friend Jimmy Webb from his store, I Need More, in New York. I love Jimmy. God bless him. What a great guy. Yes, God bless him. I'm going to miss him because he was helping me work all my tour outfits and things. He was helping me design stuff. So, But I went into his store, and he was taking on some of Cindy's lines. So, of course, I bought a few pieces. Of course, they were in there. You know, I was (laughs) like, when, when I woke up the next morning, the car had been like, I was like, of course, you couldn't take when I had my Walmart sweats and my crap that I usually pedal and my 15 million bags of tea bags in there. <laughs> why throat coat is so important to a vocalist? No, you had to take my clothes and Cindy. Really? Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> this is not OK. So, I mean, you know, of course, there's, I mean, it's just been it's been a wild ride. So all my friends were like, girl, I'm bored or girl, this is, I'm like, well, girl, I'm not home at all. And I also have been ripped off. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to wear. I'm literally <laughs> like, it's not pretty, but I'm going to cook through it and do new music. This is the plan, man. <laughs> That's the best thing you can do because right now, like our, we had a tour, my band in July, or actually right now we're supposed to be in tour April and May. We postponed it to July, August, and now we don't even know if those gigs are going to take place. So it's kind of like, what do you do when no one really knows when we can get back on the road and and go in front of people? It's really crazy. I mean, I didn't have anything else planned. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I always have other things planned, but they. Uh, this has been my life for three years. It's been 
move up the ranks to get Tiffany validated to where she can start doing festivals and really be, you know, considered in the rock crowd and, and people, you know, not just because you want to, because you have earned it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big believer of that. I know I have to earn my place. I'm totally cool with it. You know, I'm cool with every opportunity. So that's what we've been doing. And it was like, it was so like, yeah, you know, and I was like, really? Seriously? Pandemic? What is happening here? This can- <laughs> I I can manipulate a lot of things. I can't fix this. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. We're a redhead. This is not okay. I don't leave at that because we seek balance. So I'm like, oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> totally I need right. To yeah. get my crystals, my sage, my everything. I need everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's been a mixture of, you know, a couple cocktails and a couple prayers. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm serving over here. But I mean, you know, we'll make it through. I mean, it's just, like I said, it's also, again, I, I not being able to get that new music to fans' hands when you're so excited and you know, like it's, it's your baby, it's your new thing. Sure. And you just want to like live it. And that's where your brain you're is. You're proud going. of it. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, for us, it's a little weird because it's like, you know, I've got my drummer and my bass player in Nashville and they're calling and they're going, so what's happening? And I'm like, well, the weird thing is none of our gigs are canceled. They're just pushed back. For the summer? For Yeah, for July and August and September and October and November, I'm booked, mm-hmm. which is weird. Um, <laughs> but it, I, here's the deal where I think I'm in a different situation is because I do do smaller venues. Sure. So with some, you know, running 25% capacity and social distancing, if you can open a malls, let's get real. Okay, and you can open up shopping centers and things, then you can open up smaller venues with smaller capacity, of course. Right. But, you know, you can still do it. There's I mean, I just called back to Nashville and they're opening up restaurants with, you know, outdoor barbecue pits and things like that. And there's social distancing people and people are having cocktails. And, you know, I'm choosing to refrain a little bit right now myself mm-hmm. because I just feel that I want everybody to know that they're safe before I personally endorse something myself um, and ask people to come and see me, I want to know that you're going to be in a safe environment. So until I feel comfortable with that, that's where we're moving forward. But it's very interesting that there's so much talk about smaller venues and, and things like that. And again, me doing the acoustic album now, you wonder sometimes it's like this whole thing for me has been more of a, like a, wow, just let the universe or just let God or just let your prayers or your belief or your team, however you want to say it, just let them work because something magical is happening here because who would have thought I'd have these acoustic tracks? Who would have thought that that would be the smaller shows that we can be able to still do in the right forum? You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. it's like, I'm so grateful. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, there's hope, you know, and I, I'm a big believer of hope. I think when you... You got to live off hope, some hope every day. So, you know, I'm going to keep moving forward. When you go to the bank, for example, or go to the grocery store, they've got those little squares on the ground that say stand here. And then six, six feet later, there's another square stand here. I was thinking if you're doing kind of a, because we do a lot of clubs too. And, you know, this tour that we had to postpone was really selling well. A lot of shows were sold out, this and everything. And someone said, would you rather play to a 50% house uh, than not do the show at all? I'm like, absolutely, man. So yeah. why could Right? So why couldn't you put those squares down in the venue? So, I mean, it might be hard, but it's like you stand here and you got three or four feet to rock out in your own little square. And then, you know, you could probably do that at first just to see how it went. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, I hate to say it because it's not like what we want, right. you know, especially for me now with doing the new music. I mean, I can't stand it. I'm going to explode when I do my new music. Songs called like Lost Inside, which I'll send you if you don't mind. Sure, I'll send please. you some. So you'll have some backstory. So you know what we're talking about. And hopefully you'll like it. I hope, you know. But with that said, and like songs like Lost Inside, I can't stop. I'm like running up and down the stage and stuff. So it's not going to be the concert that I was hoping for. But, you know, you can also always put tables where people are sitting four to a table, again, still distancing themselves around appropriate table. You know, that takes in less space, but it does help with the audience as far as their comfort, you know, comfort as far as being there and not being on their feet. And, you know, it's one thing when you're like in a crowd and you're partying and everybody's like, yeah, you don't really mind it. But, you know, when it's like, 
you and two people standing there for an hour or so. You're like, I wish I had a chair. I don't know. You know? So, I mean, there's just things that we can create creative. It's weird because I've always done like, I, you know, having my own boutique and stuff, I did a lot of home parties and put on special events. And I got into like weird things like thrown into, not, not obligated myself or, or volunteered, but thrown into a lot of party planning. Um, just from fashion shows I got involved with. Again, I was a small business and Tiffany's Boutique, and I'm grateful for the opportunity. So a lot of community events where people didn't know what the heck they were doing. And it was like, okay, on the fly, this is how we're going to make this better because no one wants to stand out here for like this in this heat. Are you kidding me? I I wouldn't do it. If I wouldn't do it, I'm not going to ask other people. So I started like you know, micromanaging basically and reworking things, but it was made a better event. So but I also, I do so many of these things. I kind of know, and I'm also a big fan, and I go to concerts. So, yeah, I think that if we all put our thinking caps on, there's a way to accommodate the fans and us and still move forward. It's not what it was going to be, but it still is. And and that's all that matters. You know, everybody that I talk to is kind of saying this is where we're at for a minute. And you either join in or you don't. Um, and that's to each his own. I mean that, you know, if you don't feel comfortable, you shouldn't do it. Whatever is in your heart. You know, I really truly believe that. So for me, I, you know, I think I'm going to take it slow, but I'm, I'm encouraged as long as it's safe for everybody to still participate in music and, and dreams and plans and fun and all of that. Cause I just think, you know, again, mentally and for all of us, we need it, you know, it's part of the life, you know? So <laughs> I know I need it rather. I rather. I <laughs> yeah, you need it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love like sending the new music to people and everything like that. I, I want to share that. And that's just true because it's like I need that. You know, this is what I've been planning. So I'll go stir crazy if that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a, or do you have, did you have a, a pretty international fan base uh, or was Tiffany uh, an American thing or did that cross over overseas as well when you first started and even up till now? Oh, no. I mean, uh, no, I have a huge international fan base, which is, you know, again, I like it's great to be able to to take new music. And that's what we've been working this year, especially we were branching out to Europe. Um, UK has been like my second home. I've lived there part time for the last three, four years. So that's been amazing um, and broke, you know, the pieces of me album there. Uh, and then came to America. So, you know, I spent a lot of time over there. It's again, like my second home, but now we were going into Europe, Germany and France and Italy, Mm -hmm. um, and on and on and on. So, but you know, we'll, we're going to take it country by country and see what's going on. Again, there's just so much mixed messages right now. Some people are moving forward. Some people aren't, you know, it's just crazy. So we're going to take all of that, but I mean, I'm going to keep going as much as I can as again, as long as I can keep everybody safe and that it seems like, you know, common sense, I think really prevails here to some degree, you know, and if it feels right, you know, now is where you just got to really go with your feeling and the much information as you have, and then you're informed and you do what you, what you, you can only do with what you're informed with, you know? So that's kind of where we're going. But I mean, we still have plans. I mean, I'm still releasing new videos now and I'm still, you know, producing things now behind the scenes and new music being written now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> new recipes being cooked now. And, you know, so, I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm creating on all fronts, like so many people out there, which is, I mean, I, I, I think we'd be doing an injustice if we just didn't comment on the world for a minute, you know, and saying about, you know, as much as this been it has been an inconvenience for everybody, and it's and obviously lives have been lost and respect and love definitely given to the families and friends and 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 to the you know people that have passed on. Um, but you know, with that said, for us, it's been an inconvenience and like a shocker. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's been a time for us to kind of take a temperature and reset a little bit if you're up to it and and open to it. We are starting from ground zero. I mean, looking up, you know, but with that said, the planet in itself, a lot of other things have been positive in, in this, you know, pollution and all that kind of stuff. So even though it's like, well, did we really need all of this to have that? I mean, that's kind of common, but sure. Yes, maybe we did. And moving forward, how are we now going to 
I feel like implement ourselves in that environment rather than again, it coming back to us, you know, we're taking over. No, we need to integrate again. Now we've been given a golden gem. There's so many different, the wildlife, all of it, you know, the skies, all of the, everything is cleaning itself. And we've been given a big chance. And I know that like, it has nothing to do with our leaders and all that crazy, but just as people. Mm -hmm. And also how you want to run your life. I mean, for me, I'm actually taking this chance and is, and this is coming from a woman who is eager to work. I've got new music. I've got a band waiting on me. I've got fans. I've got income. I've got salaries to pay. I've got lots of things, but you know, again, I want to do it safe, but I also don't want to be so flat out like the person I used to be with the crazy. I'm taking a chance to rework my life and my camp a little bit and say that, you know, hey, life is supposed to be fun as well. What what happened to that for right. a second? And you're supposed to have time to do things that you want to do. Because why are you working so hard if you're not? And that's not just spending money or having a nice car. Sometimes that's taking a nap, actually. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it's like I really have all my friends have been we've been discussing this. And more and more. And I see so many people changing you know, their ways. It's funny. I, I'm laughing with a lot of my friends and I'm, I'm kind of taking the piss a little bit, but they're home more with their kids now, you know, and some of them have been working a lot and they leave them with nannies and some, you know, their kids are just come home and they're teenagers and they do their thing and life goes on. But now they're stuck with all their kids <laughs> and they're like, there's changes need to be made. <laughs> oh, yep. <laughs> I told you. <ya. laughs> we're like, I didn't know they were like this. I was like, well, yeah, probably he did. He just didn't have to put up with it as much. So, yeah, and I'm like, I'm calling all my godchildren now. I'm just apologizing to them, but going, your mom's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, exactly. I'm glad you can't see me, so I'm not such a letdown. You won't be so (laughs) mad at me. You're talking about uh, the new music that you're super excited on playing. So how do you put together your set list now in 2020? Um, well, I mean, my set list really isn't going to change. You know, I'm still rocking. I think we're alone now and could have been and all this time. And I think I saw them standing there and, you know, and then, of course, my gems from Pieces of Me, Beautiful, yeah. Waste of Time, all that kind of King of Lies and songs that we're re- revisiting now. But I mean, you know. I can't wait for the new album. I mean, it's hard. I can't do the new album. I can do some of the songs acoustically, mm-hmm. but we've really raised the production value on this album. Um, and we've really raised a lot of the writing on here um, and, and just where we're going. So, you know, it's not something I, we wouldn't be getting the full experience if I stripped this new album down shadows, but there's one song that we did put on this compilation and this new EP And it's called Everything. So it's kind of a a little bit of a tidbit, a little bit of a little taste Mm -hmm. of the new stuff. But, um, you know, again, it's stripped down. We just gave you the skeleton version, just the walkthrough. Um, But, you know, I'm I'm still going to release the album. Everything's still a go. And we'll figure it out. I mean, there's so many other people that are doing things, you know, in virtual land. I mean, whatever. Rather be live, rather be on TV, rather, whatever, we'll figure a way to do stuff. Cause I mean, nothing going to stop me. This is all, this is my life, you know, yeah. this is what we do. So we'll just stay home and create more. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, it's, I was going to mention this earlier when you talked about how people sometimes don't want to hear new music and just want to talk about the past. I went to a, a radio station with Lemmy once for motorhead. Oh, I love that. I never got a chance to really hang out with him. Great, great guy. We had done some shows together, so we were. They brought us in together, and uh, they said, "Okay, so we're gonna play some Motorhead. Here's Ace of Spades is coming up." And Lemmy's like, "You do realize that we've had ten albums since Ace of Spades?" And the guy's like, <laughs> "Well, I don't have any of the new albums." And Lemmy goes, "I do." And he pulled out his new album. He said, "Play track number one." And he taught me. He said, "Anytime you go to a radio station, make sure you bring your own a copy of your own CD, so they can't say they don't have they don't have it to play." I know. I mean, you know, it's it, we all fight the same thing. It's it's it doesn't matter where you're at on the scale, really. That's right. You know, even even if you're an artist, you know, that is on the top of the charts, your next single is only about, you know, breaking it down and going in going, please, please, please. I hope you like it. You yeah. know, I mean, that's really all it is. 
it doesn't matter because, you know, there's a million other people, you know, on those charts battling for those first 10 spots. I mean, that's just how that works. So, you know, it's like you're juggling plates your whole life, you know, and it never stops no matter if you're successful or if you're not, you know, and you're, or if you're in mid range and you're just holding your own, trying something new, it's always that breaking it down. So, you know, I mean, you get used to it after a while. It gets harder, obviously, as you're not maybe the bigger brand, you know, people go, oh, well, you know, and there's so many people that, I mean, you know, there are people that, you know, that, that have, faltered in the past with maybe not taking it serious more than their talent. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go as far as to say that they just kind of threw something together and then it's like new music. So the rest of everybody's like, yeah, we heard that one. We don't really want to hear yours. Thanks though. (laughs) You know, it's like, I'm a little new music out. Thanks. You know? (laughs) Right. So, and I really don't believe sometimes that's talent. I just believe sometimes, you know, we miss it sometimes, you know, I mean, we, we try to do our best, but sometimes it's not always great, but Every artist that goes, I want to do new music, it's like, yeah, well, <laughs> you're just like, oh, man, you know. But, I mean, you know, for me, I, I hope that's not the case. In fact, I sometimes think it's, you know, it, the music is like, oh, my God, the music, well, it's Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, it is, but you got to get to know me, and I think you should come to a live show, and I think I'm not what you expect. That's what I think. So, you know, I mean, even if you have to come on to a show on me, just come on because we're going to have a good time. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's where I'm at now. But, you know, I'm I'm kind of enjoying the process. I mean, like I said, I'm a redhead and I'm feisty and I have nothing else to do. This is my life. So Mm -hmm. I'm committed and and I love and I'm grateful for what I do. So thank you for the opportunity again to talk and absolutely share all my new stuff. And I can't wait till we can see each other in person. Like real people. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? The la- last few things here. I know you're. I know you're cooking, but I have to ask you, being you know in the wrestling business for thirty years and seeing how much diversity you've had in your career, and I had forgotten about this that you actually wrestled a little bit uh, on Hulk Hogan's uh, championship wrestling, celebrity championship wrestling, like twelve years ago or something along those lines. I know, I know. It was like I, my dad is a huge wrestling fan. Um, and so that was great memories to my stepfather. It was mm-hmm. great. But the only thing we ever bonded together with, he would take me to the forum and, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, we would go and see, that was our favorite. <laughs> and so, you know, we bonded together on that. And that was the only time we actually got along. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, but I had the chance to work with Dennis Rodman and, oh gosh, uh, Danny Bonaducci and, and the whole production crew of there. And so we did, yeah, we did a whole Colgan's uh, wrestling and I only lasted a couple of weeks, like a week or so in training and stuff like that. Um, and that's no joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, they slam you to the mat and you're like, the wind goes out of you and I'm a tomboy, but like, it was like, wow, if you don't get this right, you can really get hurt. You know, you really have to pay attention. It is an art. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, I mean, it really is. So, Kudos to you guys. <laughs> I mean, you know, so I was Absolutely. Just like, the first time I didn't do it right. I was like, ow, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> Who was training you guys? Oh, gosh. I'm not sure about the trainers, to be honest with you. Um, I'd have to look back at all the shows and stuff like that. We actually kept rotating tr- teams. So I never got to the actual team aspect so at first they would just have people come in and like yell at us and do things. And it was all on the fly, you know, reality TV, of course. it's all a shakeup <laughs> at first. So just throw you off and, you know, and about, you know, the cattiness between the girls and who was going to be the one that shines and really wants it the most. That's where I was at. <laughs> so I didn't get to get the really good stuff. I went on to do, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here in Australia for the Australia version, which was taped in South Africa. So, you know, I went on to do that show, which was equally as scary. I probably worse, to be honest, worse. What's the concept of that show? Well, it's a little bit like Fear Factor and, um, you know, it's I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. So it's Fear Factor <laughs> meets, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's gross. It, you know, I went over there going, I can pretty much hang. I'm a tomboy. Heights get me. I don't like to fly. You know, snakes I'm not so bothered by. Don't really want to be stuck in a 
you know, like coughing with them or anything, but okay. Spiders. Okay. Drinking stuff, bugs, probably eating a lot of that. Doesn't matter to me. I'm fine with it. I can get over it. <laughs> I had that mentality. And then I got there and the first day they stuck, they put all of us on a wheel where they tied us down on a wheel and spun it around over these pipes that dripped out minced fish that had gone off, oh. tomatoes that were rotten. Oh. I mean, you, you name it. It was really gross. There's gross and then there's gross. And the smell, I mean, if you didn't, if it didn't land on you, you still wanted to barf because of how putrid it was. And then being with them, the whole cast, even if you didn't get called for one of these food challenges or to be hung off a cliff or something, you had to deal with your castmates coming back and being so traumatized. (laughs) (laughs) And, And then cleaning them and they smelled. It was bad. And then they would barf and they would belch and that smell. <laughs> and you just feel like, oh my God. Like, but it was very much like the Hunger Games after a while. You were like, you loved everybody. They were your teammates. You didn't want to sacrifice them. But at the same time, you're like going, not me, not me. <laughs> <laughs> at least I was. I know my fellow jungle, you know, people, my fellow teammates. They actually were Australian, so they're a little more hardy, to be honest with you. <laughs> they, they, they could hang. So I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is not at all. I mean, I, my first day production there, I got, I landed after flying two small planes, which I don't fly, like I said. Right. I had no one with me, none of my production team. I somehow missed that in the contract, that there was two small prop plane adventures <laughs> i was like i got here is the show over because that was enough for me <laughs> you know <laughs> and um they were like no we're gonna fling you off a bridge into a bunch of sharks oh <laughs> so that was my first day so yeah after that and i didn't do the dive ride or anything so i really screwed up my like my back a little bit and everything so it's you know it's scary on these things you have to like they don't really give you a lot they're very safe but they also don't give you too much because they want that on film, your reaction. If they give you too much and you're pro, then you're not going to get that. So they want you to be like, ah, scared and out of and, and they achieve that. <laughs> well, that's what you said. And that's the concept of reality TV, you know, like they want to catch <laughs> they you. Scare you to death. Some people do it better than others. This, you know, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. They really rock and scaring you to death. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do any more of those types of shows? I'm surprised you haven't done Dancing with the Stars yet. Uh, well, I've been asked to do Dancing with the Stars. I just didn't have, you know, I, the, again, the schedule. Um, I'd love to do The Masked Singer. Mm. It's one of my favorites. Yes. So I'd love to do that. Um, and, you know, we'll see what else. I mean, there's, I'm always up for, like, fitness challenges and tomboy stuff. But I am getting a little bit more conservative <laughs> now after being thrown into to shark-infested waters and and being out there in the jungle for 19 days, I'm not too sure. I might want to do some more glamour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny, Masked Singer, when uh, I got asked to do that when the when it first was being made, and I was like, that sounds stupid. Like, I'm not going to do that. No thanks. And then it becomes the biggest hit on TV. And I'm like, hey, hey, guys, you still want me to do it? Can, can I do it, please? Here's my number. <laughs> call me. <laughs> I'm here by the phone in case you want to call. Please, please help. Please help. <laughs> I know. It's like, so uh, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for making this call work. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm so technically challenged. I'm literally, we're in the desert with one laptop, and I am an idiot when it comes to all of this stuff. So I apologize. So I owe you a, like a real face-to-face interview. <laughs> you did You did great, and uh, I can almost smell the sopa de fideo uh, coming through the microphone right now. I love that. Well, next on the list is just straight out mac and cheese, so that's, <laughs> that's coming next. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a carb day. I'm glad you couldn't see me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Last question for you. What's your favorite song to sing live when you, when you play? Oh, my favorite song is I, I think we're alone now still. Actually, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy it. I, I've never I've never been like I've never hated I've never been a hater. I've always loved the song and, and I really do love the new version, the rock stuff that we're doing and how we're just rocking it out. So and I love the following of it. So, you know, thank you guys, everybody. It's I really appreciate it. Did you ever meet Tommy Shondell, the guy who originally did it? Oh yeah, Tommy James. Yeah, Tommy James. Many, yeah. many times. 
Yeah, no, I just saw him. Uh, well, I just saw him last year, actually, um, at Sirius XM. He has a, a show there. So, yeah, so check it out if you guys can. But, um, yeah, totally. So he's been always lovely to me. <laughs> and, um, you know, and it's great, like I said, to be able to do this. The song's a great song, and it really can be done so many different ways. I've done it punk. I've done it ska. I've done it acoustic. I've done a country. I've done it <laughs> in my sleep. We've done it on a ukulele. I mean, you know, but the, the song really can hang. So I'm forever grateful, to be honest with you. Oh, cool. Well, thank you so much, Tiffany. And hopefully, we'll get a chance to see you on the road somewhere we can, when we can all leave our houses at some point over the next next little while. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, babe. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye. 